Hey, Beers and Ears listeners, Matt and I are super excited to bring our roundtable discussion of the worldwide phenomenon that is Hamilton in just a few seconds. Now that said, two things before we begin. First, if you haven't seen Hamilton yet, what are you doing? Stop listening right now and turn your Disney Plus on and watch the show, because caution, spoilers ahead. Now secondly, Matt and I are proud to keep our podcast family-friendly at all times. But because Hamilton does have some suggestive language that we would otherwise not use ourselves, and some of those clips appear in today's show, we just want to make sure that if you do have sensitive ears listening, parental discretion is advised. Alright, let the magic begin. Hello? Did we lose Casey? (laughs) Um, I think we lost Casey. Uh Uh-oh. Casey! Oh! Oh, no! Okay! I just got the text, too. (laughs) Ah, Mr. Secretary. Mr. Burr. Sir. And did you hear the news about good old General Mercer? No. You know Claremont Street? Yeah. They renamed it after him. The Mercer Legacy is secure. Sure. And all he had to do was die. Yeah, that's a lot less work. We ought to give it a try. (laughs) Now, how you gonna get your debt plan through? I guess I'm going to finally have to listen to you. Welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. Here are your hosts, Casey Woolley and Matthew Brown. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. My name is Casey. And I'm Matt. Welcome into today's jam-packed episode. Yes, this is take to the room where it happens. And uh, let me explain that for just a second. We are actually 24 hours later than when we originally started trying to record this because right in the middle of our recording session last night, my power went out and we were not able to finish the recording and the recording, at least of my voice, does not exist. So we're going to try this all over again. Uh, And it is the room where it happens, the virtual room where it happens, because today we are talking about the phenomenon that is Hamilton, the the absolute all-star society-breaking thing that has been happening to us over the course of the last week. And we have brought some special guests on board to help us talk about that today. Uh, first up is no stranger to the show. She is the master friend of the pod. This is episode number four to her, Miss Amy Birchman. Woo! Hello, everybody. I'm so excited to be here again. Amy, we're going to need to get you a, a punch card here so, like, you know, you you get uh, free something with your 10th punch or something like that. I like it. <laughs> we'll get, you know, we can give her some free Beverly from Ed, Epcot. The, the oh. That's what we'll do. Get her some free Beverly. Uh, for those of you who don't know what that is, that is the bitter soda that you get when you are at, at Epcot. At the, well, I think the Coke experience is gone now or the Club Cool is gone now, but I think it's still at the, the Coke in Disney Springs. Anyway, that's uh, special guest number one. We also have special guest number two, first time on the pod, my friend, Amy, fr- Amy's friend. I've known Lee now for uh, over eight years. The wonderful, the wonderful, the legendary Lee Lynch. Hello, Lee. Woo! Hello! So, Matt, why did we choose to bring these two wonderful ladies on the pod with us today? Full admission here, until like... Three or four days ago, Casey and I had never seen Hamilton. And even, correct me if I'm wrong, Casey, but I'd maybe listened to the soundtrack once. You, not at all? 
Nope. <laughs> Never once. Nope. So we, so we thought, wow, two guys talking about like possibly the greatest musical of all time, uh, you know, huge event streaming and we've never seen it. We need to bring on some people that like have actually seen the show before three days ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what we're going to do today, guys, is we're going to kind of, we're going to kind of divide it up into three segments. Our first segment, I just want to talk a little bit about the history of how Disney acquired the rights to stream it. Uh, number two, we're going to bring our lovely uh, uh, two ladies, Amy and Lee in on the conversation because they have seen it live as Matt just pointed out. So to talk about their experiences going to see it live, uh, and then our back half is really going to be our reaction to the Disney Plus version, to the show. Uh, Amy and, and, and Lee will be able to talk a little bit about the differences between a live show and the Disney Plus show. What were some of our favorite parts? What were overall kind of impressions? So that's kind of where we're going with it today. And I want to start with that first portion because the history of how Hamilton came to be, how Disney Plus kind of got to acquire it and, and put it on their platform is really interesting, actually. So um, for those of you who don't know, Lynn Manuel Miranda, the gentleman who plays Hamilton in this version, uh, is the creator of the show. He actually based it on a book uh, by Alexander of Alexander Hamilton uh, that was written back in the early 2000s. Um, he started working on this, uh, from what I've read, right around 2009, 2010. It was a labor of love for him. Um, in the 2015 calendar year, it started off Broadway and sold out. It had rave reviews where it then went on Broadway in the form that we currently see with the cast that you saw on Disney Plus. Now, before that cast disbanded and, you know, it started its theater touring around the country and the Chicago show opened up and several other touring companies um, kind of went about their their production of it, um, they decided to do a filming of two nights in a row of the show and some kind of additional pickup shops towards the end so that eventually they could produce this on video. That was four years ago. That was 2016, as you saw in the Disney plus version, they sat on it. Well, Disney earlier in the year, uh, it was a huge in the news paid close to 75 or 76 million dollars for the wow. wow yeah 75 76 million dollars let for the me write you a check show. right <laughs> seriously and and, yeah. and and you know huge and, and lee i think you said this last night but you know good return on investment right i mean seriously and absolutely so they were going to put this out as a premiere in the theaters later next year then March of 2020 happened. And what happened this year, guys? Why are we COVID. doing this virtually? COVID. <laughs> yeah. COVID. Nothing. Nothing's happening. COVID. Everything's normal and fine. <laughs> I haven't sure. been out of my pajamas of in listening. three months. <laughs> For those of you listening five years from now, right? But no, seriously, COVID happened and we've all been stuck in our homes. We've been in quarantine. And, and Disney has done a couple of things. They put Onward out. They released Frozen 2 early. They put Rise of Skywalker out early. And they decided to premiere this on Disney Plus, right? Which was a huge win. And from what I'm reading, uh, uh, ratings for Disney Plus, viewers, downloads, however you want to gauge it, were up 76% over the yeah. weekend. Because it was a Amazon. huge, huge yeah. amount of app downloads over the weekend. Yeah. So, and, and again, if you've been on social media, 
it, everybody's actually talking about it. And Matt, I, I, I discovered something today. There is on YouTube right now, I'm going to send it to you. I'll, I'll send it to you later. There is for the entire first act of Hamilton, a Muppets reboot or Muppets yeah. redo or do. How does a bastard, orphan, son of a whore, and a Scotsman dropped in the middle of a forgotten spot in the Caribbean by providence impoverished and squalor grow up to be a hero and a scholar? Every day, while slaves were being slaughtered and carted away across the waves, he struggled and kept his guard up. Inside, he was longing for something to be a part of. The brother was ready to beg, steal, borrow, waka waka. And hurricane. No. no way. Yeah, it's, it's we need to stop the episode and start an episode on the Muppets Hamilton. It is. I it is sound love only. No the idea. Muppets almost as much as I love Hamilton. Let's just put it this way. Uh, Kermit is Alexander Alexander Hamilton, and Beaker Beaker has a has a or a, a, yeah Beaker has a, a a song in the first song. He sings in the first song. He's going me 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 me. I mean, it's Miss just Piggy it's, Eliza. Yes, she is in there. She is totally in there. And again, I don't know if it was an official Muppets thing or if it's. I just looked it up. It, it isn't, but uh, but okay. it's still awesome. It's an hour and a half long, and it's literally the first sound. It's the first act. It's a soundtrack. So this is what I'm talking about. Even an unofficial Muppets redo of the, but it sounds awesome and it's been all over social media. So that's kind of where we're at right now, which is why we're, we're kind of bringing this to you. I mean, we're recording this on Wednesday, July 8th. This is going to get released two days from now, uh, Friday, July 10th, because you know, it's what everybody's talking about. So we want to make sure we're talking about it too. So I think that's a good segue into our special guests, Amy Lee, you guys got a chance to see Hamilton live together. Um, let's start with our, together. Yeah. So, okay, perfect. Yes. So talk to us. Number one, how did you go about it? How did you get the tickets? Why did you get the tickets? <laughs> give, give us kind of the details there and then talk to us about the experience. Where was it at? When was it all that fun stuff? Well, we, we start, started uh, with a ticket lottery. Amy and I both got Ooh. invited um, through Ticketmaster to a ticket lottery and stopped all things at work and had five or six different computers going <laughs> trying to finally get these tickets. And Amy was the big winner. Really? And you won the lottery? Well, no, we had I to had pay to, for them, but we won. You had to win okay. the lottery to be able to buy the ticket. So it wasn't like so, the the one lottery they do, because for a while there was no, something called Pam on the streets or something like that, where you can get tickets. They did do a lottery like they did do a lottery like that for the Detroit shows, but it wasn't that lottery. Okay. So okay. I was saying, wow, talk about luck. Through Ticketmaster, in order to even be able to log in and attempt to purchase tickets, you had to be chosen in this lottery. Okay. So you had to submit your email and your Ticketmaster information. And then when they chose these people, you got an email that said you have won the lottery to be able to purchase tickets. Wow. So that was the first exciting thing. Then when they went on sale, several alarms set on my phone because it was during work hours and told everybody around me, um, do not bother me once these alarms go off. 
You must have a very forgiving job. <laughs> your boss she must had be, a oh, very I'm sorry, your boss boss. Yes. Your boss was Lee. Yes. <laughs> so we both had our computers up searching for tickets, trying to find it. Finally found a date that we could vote, we could go. And my daughter. I put my credit, and, and Lee's daughter, my, put my credit card in. And for some reason, Ticketmaster did not like my credit card. So then oh, panic. No. Panic sets in. So Lee's I'm like, running, <laughs> I am literally running through our work office with my credit card going, I've got it. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and then it, it went so through, funny. it went through, we got the email. I'm like waiting for the email confirmation from Ticketmaster. Cause even though it said approved, I needed that email. And then it was all, it was like tears because we got the email and we were going to see it and it was going to be the best day ever. <laughs> Now, this was in Detroit, right? So where was this at in yeah. Detroit? It was at the Opera House. No, it was at the Fisher. At the Fisher. Mm-hmm. Fisher Theater. Yeah, the okay. Fisher. Yep, it was, at the, it was at the Fisher <laughs> Theater. And the we, we had main floor tickets. So we weren't even up in oh, the nosebleeds. We had, we had main floor tickets. So it was, now, were they crazy it was really a cool experience. It was a little. It was about a hundred dollars a piece. Oh, that's nothing. That's not bad at all. That's not bad. No, no. I, mean, I think, yeah, I think that they that. were like a hundred and fifteen once you got through the, yes. the fees and all of that. Not definitely not bad stories. considering that some people were paying thousands of dollars for me. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I've been hearing st- stories of people paying you know eight nine hundred thousand dollars for for tickets. Now, granted, that was the broadway version but this is still the the touring company of the broadway version so i mean it's still the same quality. absolutely yeah right reg- the regular tickets were anywhere in between three and five hundred dollars okay. so we were right. we were wow. really lucky that we we got such a good price on and were able to really experience the show live yeah. there's something to be sad about a crowd Everybody experiencing the same thing and feeling the same thing. That many people and, and you know, one theater was really cool. Awesome. Yeah, really dive into that more. I want to hear, like, because obviously I've now seen the show, but I want to hear more about, like, what was it like seeing it live? It was so really one hard of the, not one to of, sing along out loud. Well, one of the coolest things, Amy, kind of piggybacking on that was, you know, in the show where the king comes out and he yes. does the deep beady beady part. Everybody does that in the theater. Oh my god, that has to be awesome. Everybody does that. Yeah. So that was really cool. But it, it was it was amazing. It was a wonderful experience. And my daughters and I are huge theater people. We go to a couple big shows every year. Um, kind of an expensive right. hobby for us, but we we truly love the theater and the wish that more are. people had access to the theater. Um, yeah. So it was a really cool experience for us to see such a popular show and have that feeling of everybody being in the same room did you guys like do it up like did you guys uh like dress up to the nines i mean what was that like we got dressed up and we went and had a fancy dinner first and a drink and 
And I I pretty much cried through the whole. It was so emotional for me. I had been, so I think it was Lee that actually introduced me to the soundtrack because I I had a tendency at work to listen to different, um, like I would just put on a Pandora musical streaming and just let it go. I remember Lee was like, Laura, Laura heard this and you, we've been listening to it and you got to, you got to check it out. And I became addicted. I have probably listened to that soundtrack over and over again a thousand times. That was going to be one of my questions because I haven't downloaded the soundtrack yet. Is downloading the soundtrack worth it? Yeah, I I have it on Spotify. If you have Spotify, it's, it's amazing. And I listen to it so often. All right. And I, let me see I, this. I have soundtracks from different musicals. I mean, I have the Pippin soundtrack. That tells you how many musicals I listen to. I love Pippin. You know, <laughs> uh, it's such an and amazing the more, show. The more you oh, listen yeah. to the soundtrack, Casey, the more you get to know the story. And okay. the more you really get to feel the emotions of the actors. So, like, I now, knew so much more going into seeing the seeing the live show. And that and I think I got so much more out of it because I knew the emotions that the characters were portraying. And this music is revolutionary. So I, I many of you know that I've talked about it before on the show. I am a classically trained musician. And so this was a very nerd out thing of mm-hmm. there's no other musical that's like this. No. that has the style of music that this has. And and I think that's one of the reasons why it caught it by storm. And the care that um, Lin-Manuel Miranda put into different words that he put in, different rhythms and phrases and notes. And there there's so much care that's put into that, that uh, I'm one of those weird people that notices those things. Um, and, and so the music was just... I'm 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 three songs in and I'm like this this is amazing. This is awesome. It really awesome. is and it it brings so much emotion. And whether whether yeah. you're a fan like my my mother is almost 70, not a big fan of the hip hop genre, mm-hmm. but she she got to listening to the music with my daughters and I and was like, "Wow." Like it 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 makes you and, and music does this anyways, but this soundtrack especially makes you feel. Funny story, Laura happened upon this music before it hit Broadway. Well, that was gonna be my question is as as kind of the poli sci major that she is, I, I, I'm I'm assuming it's that much more enjoyable because of all the, you know nation creating undertones of the united states government i mean it's, it, did she it, was that part of the enjoyment for her as well you think i think i think that it was and and obviously it's it's got it's it's got the scandal right and it's got the the you know it's it's a juicy story um it really the, is the, the, yeah. the political the politicalness but to see something like that acted out kind of in a modern way really draws that age set in. And I think yeah. that it was really cool for her, be, both of them being a political, sci- political science majors and very involved in politics. We talk about that a lot. Um, and then to, to hear that music and the, to, to tie, it's not very often where you see something historical 
and emotional at the same time. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, t- yeah. totally. I was, I, there were points in the show. Again, I've only seen the, the live, the, 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 the television version or the Disney plus version, but there were points. I mean, when, when the, the, the affair happens and then when Philip dies and I got bawling my eyes out, like, what are you doing Hamilton? Why, why, you know, it, and you know, the foreshadowing of the, um, you know, when they do the duel, right. The three different duels throughout the show and the one where his son died, it just, it's, it's crazy to, it is, it's something very cool. Then to see that him as a human. To see him fall yeah. in love with Eliza and to mm-hmm. to see the sister loving him from afar and she can't have him. And, and seeing all of those things that are going on when he's just trying to win the world war, you know, like he's just trying to win it. Mm-hmm. But there's so many other things going on and you forget that these political figures and, and these historical figures were human too. And I think yeah, that and you that's also the picture of Thomas Jefferson too. Yeah, like Thomas Jefferson being <laughs> let's be honest, he's kind of a jerk. I mean <laughs> he's a all funny kind jerk, of a but... jerks. They were egomaniacs. You had to be. Yeah, they really were. They really were. We're gonna take a quick break and hear a word from our partners Riss and Cal to talk to us about the Frills cell phone accessory lines. We'll be right back. I've recently heard several of my friends asking if there was a good, affordable option to the wireless earbuds that you would typically get from the fruit. It seems that their teenage children have left the more expensive ones in their shorts just before laundry time. Eek. Well, our friends at Riss and Cal have a cell phone accessory line of products that get you the same quality at literally a third of the price. Now, I still wouldn't recommend washing them, but in the event that you do, it won't be nearly as costly as the name brand ones. Don't throw away your shot on this one. Frills earbuds have the same high quality, but low price that you're looking for. Go to www.4frills.com shop and check out their entire line of products. And if you use the coupon code BEERS, B-E-E-R-S, at checkout, you'll get 15% off of your order. With free two-day shipping, you won't have to wait for it either. All right, back to our review of Hamilton. All right, welcome back, everybody. So is at this point where we're going to kind of talk about the Disney Plus version as and kind of go through favorite parts, least favorite parts, overall thoughts, things like that. So we'll we'll start off easy, I guess. We obviously know Amy and Lee. You guys are super fans, right? Correct. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. I love that you answered in unison. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought it was fabulous. Um, I, I I wouldn't call myself a huge theater person, but I I've seen a fair amount of stage shows in my lifetime and and enjoy them and i i thought this was was simply fabulous i talked about the music early on and i it i i loved it so casey what did you think so i think i am the odd man out here i thought it was a good show i didn't think it was a great show and i you think need to watch it some again. of that is <laughs> Well, I think some of that, so there's, there's, there's a couple of factors here. I think number one, some of it is, you know, has hit, a lot of people have said to me since I kind of put that out there on Facebook was Casey, it's really different live than it is 
on on the television, which I can get because, like you said, Lee, like you said, Amy, there's a there's a big part of going to the theater when you're surrounded by an audience. I mean, I remember when I went to see Rent live uh, uh, in, in Detroit. It's totally different than watching the movie, which again, I love the movie, but to watch it live was totally different. So I think that's probably part of it. And if I ever get the chance to actually go see a real show of it, it's going to be on my to-do list. The second thing that has been said to me is Casey, watch it with the subtitles on. Um, Definitely. Which I heard helps a lot. Yes. 100%. <laughs> so, yeah. And I think for me, it just, it, it because I, I like to savor and process, it moves so fast. And actually a fun little fact, 538.com uh, did a, did a, some kind of a summary of the show a few, a few days back that said if they were to actually do all of the acts, all of the songs, all of the dialogue that was in Hamilton at a regular pace, the show would be close to six hours long. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> So, so to answer your question, Matt, I, I, again, I thought it was good, not great. I do need to watch it again. I think that, you know, I'm going to give it some time to stew and I will watch it with the subtitles. And I'm going to definitely download the soundtrack because from a favorite perspective, there were some favorite parts. I loved the rap battle scenes in the cabinet. Like when they were, yes. they were bad. Those were just all, between Jefferson and Hamilton. I loved I loved what they did with George Washington. They took some of the mystique away from him. Yet in the same regard, they made him even more of a hero than he is in history. With the his last song, uh, uh, the you know the one where he sings for the last time, I think it is or or whatever it is. I loved what they did with him. I loved Thomas Jefferson. The the way the actor played Thomas Jefferson, mm-hmm. he just was like Lafayette. The people were yeah, oh yes, Lafayette. Yes. Now I'm wondering, Lee, maybe you know the answer to this or Amy, mm-hmm. why did they double up on the, like the actor, why did the, the same actor play two different characters like that? Did, is there a reason? There, they there was that? a lot of them that played several different characters. You can't, yeah. I mean, obviously with him, it was, it was a little more easy obviously. to recognize because his character was so powerful, but there is one woman, they call her the bullet. And yes. she's the first person that dies besides the, the his mother and cousin. Um, and she plays, she's in there like seven or eight different times. But when you, you know, have a cast, when you have a cast of that size, you, you, you know, you, you need to double up. Okay. But that's it, good. It also, it also did have some, some purpose behind it though. If you think about the characters that doubled up, there's, there's some connections with them. So Absolutely. like, um, so, so I think there was some purpose in it, but I agree. It's not uncommon for Broadway's um, to have that. So um, you kind of heard some of, you know, Casey and I's favorite part. So Amy, what, what was your favorite? What's your favorite part of this musical? If you can just pick one. <laughs> I, it's so hard to pick just one, but the room where it happens is one of my favorite songs. Something about it. It's just because there's, there's so much mystery like i want to be there but i'm not there and we don't know what happened there because nobody else was there and then of course i love all of the king's appearance <laughs> jonathan groff is just amazing and i didn't even realize it was Kristoff until someone pointed out and oh my god spit oh, <laughs> that was the best part about watching it on tv was you can see <laughs> That you can see the expressions, you could see the spit, you could see the costuming, yes. you could see the choreography the all sweat. at one time. Because when the it's sweat. live, you can't see that. 
No, no, the sweat that um the sweat that Aaron Burr had when he was singing, you could just he was dripping with sweat. It had to have been sweltering up there on stage. He sings my favorite song. My favorite part Which of is? the show is uh, when Aaron Burr's or Aaron Burr is yeah, sings um it's the song is called Wait for It. Death doesn't discriminate between the sinners and the saints. It takes and it takes and it takes and we can live in any way. We rise and we fall and we break and we make our mistakes and if there's a reason I'm still alive when everyone who loves me has died. I'm willing to wait for it. Wait for it. I'm willing to wait for it. And he's talking yeah. about um, his love for this woman, Theodosia, whose um, husband is a British soldier and he's in love with her. And, and he, he's singing about like this, this song is saying, you know, life doesn't, life doesn't wait. It, it doesn't, it doesn't stop. It, it doesn't wait for anything. Like you need to just get out there and, and live your life. And that yeah. song, like even just talking about it and thinking about that song gives me goosebumps. It, it's it's my yeah. absolute favorite. I love the first half of the show. Every song, really? every dance, every all of it. Second half, mm-hmm. they could cut out and I'd be okay. Eh. See, where <laughs> I'm the complete opposite. I of the two halves, I and I, I put this on my Facebook wall. It took me three days to get through the entire show. I watched them about an hour at a time because that it first is very half, long. Well, that first half, I found myself a little bored, and then then they got to the second half, and I I watched the whole second half in one sitting because I found it more invigorating. So it, it's interesting, but I think again, I'm excited to go back with the subtitles now that I because I'm going to be very transparent. The show was not what I thought it was going to be about. The show, what I thought it was about, was the writing of the Constitution. Like, that's what I thought it was. I thought it was a show about all the founding fathers going to be in this room together writing the Constitution. I had no idea it was actually a bio a show about Alexander Hamilton. I had no idea. All right, Lynn, my mom, around. if you're listening to this, we had the idea first. Um, contact <laughs> us. We'll help you write the Constitution writing musical. <laughs> but it's funny because the ending song I think is 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 exactly why the show was written because it gives who's going to tell Hamilton the story. Well, Lin Manuel Miranda and the cast of Hamilton is telling Hamilton's story because you know he is largely he was largely forgotten as a yeah. founding father. You know it, that's a well, a big and deal. he yeah. he did so much like all of the yeah. writings that ended up being parts of the Constitution. That was him. Mm-hmm. The the and financial the, the financial beginnings of this country were him. Now was he awful? Absolutely, all of them were. <laughs> they were all. But the awful. show kind of portrays Into- that. The show does not not like necessarily paint Hamilton as this uh, 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 pearly white figure that oh, can no, do no wrong. No, they don't sugarcoat any of it. They don't sugarcoat <laughs> Washington. They don't sugarcoat any of it. Like by yeah. by today's standards, they were awful people, but <laughs> they, they yeah. tell yeah. the story, and that's what's so cool about it is all of their yeah. flaws. They still did this amazing thing. 
Well, and it made exactly. me care about it made me care about history because up until seeing Hamilton, the only two things I knew about Hamilton were he was on the ten dollar bill and Aaron Burr shot him. And the only reason I know that is because Lonely Island, like fifteen years ago, put out the song Lazy Sunday. And when they're at the movie theater and they're talking about uh, dropping Hamiltons, is the, the and the line is. There was a commercial. I don't remember if it was like Grey Poupon or something that that we had Aaron Burr in that shooting Hamilton. And now let's make that random call with today's ten thousand dollar question: Who shot Alexander Hamilton in that famous duel? Hello. Hello for ten thousand dollars. Aaron Burr. Excuse me. Aaron Burr. found out about it when I started listening to the soundtrack. I didn't even know Aaron Burr shot Hamilton until he says in the middle of the show We fought with him Me, I died for him Me, I trusted him Me, I loved him And me, I'm the damn fool that shot him and I'm the guy who shot him. I, I had no idea. Like that—that was—that was my first. I knew who Aaron Burr was. I had no idea that he shot Hamilton. I had to look at Wikipedia. Was my friend in the middle of all of it. Like, and then to to do something so original and so unique, but to do it with almost all minorities in in a in a yeah. time in history that there were very few minorities. And this show, the way it's written, the way it's dialected, the way that it's choreographed, all of that is is all done with minorities. And I think that that's so amazing, especially in this time in America, to, to be able to kind yeah. of show history in a different light. I think there's something so ironic about having an African-American play Thomas Jefferson who owned slaves. Like there's just mm -hmm. the irony is so rich there. You know, we've I've talked about this on other, you know, my appearances. I'm a behind-the-scenes kind of gal. I like to watch all of the makings of type things. Uh -huh. And um, I've watched interviews with, um, with Lynn, and he says he wanted to portray the history, but using the face of America today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, that I, was the purpose of casting with the multiple minorities in different different people because although it is our past which was much more um not diverse today's america is more diverse and he wanted our history to be shown with today's america yeah i think his quote is it's the story of america then told by the story of america now Absolutely. is i think the quote that he specifically yeah. uses and i think it's other than I, I don't know if Eliza was white or not. I can't really tell for sure. She but was really Asian. The only white. Okay. Okay. Fun fact I have to put in there. So the uh, girl who played uh, Eliza, my wife uh, went on a weekend music thing with her in high school. <gasps> oh, wow. the weird connection that I mean, she probably have no idea who my wife is, it's but she's like, like yeah, I'd share a car with her. Degrees of Kevin Bacon and Hamilton. <laughs> yeah. <absolutely. laughs> Matt, you need to get your wife to pull some strings to get her on our show. Come on, man. Seriously. <laughs> they shared a car in high school. Uh, <laughs> that was it. 
what I was gonna say, what I was gonna say was, it is there is some irony to the fact that the only true white person in the show is the King of England, right? I mean, I think, and that was not on- that was that was totally by design. Yeah, totally, to- absolutely, it was. And so, Matt, I didn't, we didn't get a chance to ask you what was your favorite part. Oh, that's a great question. Um, I mean, this is probably a cop-out answer, but the, the, the entirety of the music. Um, okay. I, I just, every song, I was just thinking, wow, this is amazing. This is awesome. I mean, King George was was amazing. And I really liked the guy who did Lafayette and Jefferson. I thought mm-hmm. that he played both of those characters very well. Francis following us to revolution. There is no more status quo. But the sun comes up and the world still spins. I have Lafayette draft a declaration. Then I said I gotta go. I gotta be in Monticello. Now the work at home begins. So what did I miss? And um, enjoyed his stage energy. Um, But I also weirdly liked the dueling song. Um, yes. that's the one I'm singing. I don't know of all the songs. I don't know why that's the one, but I, uh, I, I really liked that one. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It's the 10 dual commandments. It's the 10 dual commandments. Number one, the challenge demands satisfaction. If they apologize, no need for further action. Number two, if they don't grab a friend, that's your second. Your lieutenant, when there's reckoning to be reckoned. Number three, have your seconds meet face to face. Negotiate or negotiate a time and place. This is commonplace, especially between recruits. Most disputes die and no one shoots. All right, so the bartender is looking at me like, why are you guys still here? So we are kind of wrapping up on closing time here. So what I want to do is just do, go around the room, give each of you guys a minute or, or less than a minute to just kind of give us any final thoughts that you have, either about the Disney Plus version, about the live version, the differences, any final feedback that you have uh, for our listeners at home. Um, Amy, I'm going to start with you. I would like to point out that seeing it live, you get a better um, feel for the, the stage and the, re- the revolving stage. It's impactful in person. I didn't feel that impact as much watching it. Lee, what about you? Um, I really just want to say how much I appreciate, obviously, um, Lin-Manuel Miranda and and Disney for um, putting it out there for the masses. Not a lot Mm -hmm. of people have access to theater. It's expensive. It's hard to get to for, for some people, especially the minorities that that they're that are portraying in this show. And it it makes me so thankful that so many people are gonna have access to this music and to this experience that wouldn't have access to it before. I beautifully said. I completely agree. It says a as a theater kid myself, as somebody who grew up in theater, being in shows completely agree with you this this re-sparked people's interest in that art which i think is so important and it's accessible now the show anyway yeah i completely agree matt what about you yeah i'm gonna piggyback off of that and i'm gonna challenge disney do more of this Mm -hmm. do this with all your broadway shows absolutely um there's no reason why you can't take and film 
any of your Broadway shows and put them out on Disney Plus at some point. I understand you don't want to do that right away. You want to create demand for those shows, all that stuff. I get it. But I, I'm interested to see when uh, theater productions and high schools and middle schools um, um, can start up again, whenever that is, whether we start, whether we see a surge in students participating because they had an accessible way to view a real live Broadway musical. Yeah, Yeah, I think that's absolutely well said. You know, for me, I'm going to echo what you said, Matt. I think Disney Plus at the moment has shown us that the world of entertainment is going to be different uh, from this point forward, that um, the world of entertainment has changed forever, that we can bring massive undertakings like massive movies like Frozen 2, Onward, Rise of Skywalker, to live action shows like, uh, again, uh, The Mandalorian, to actual theater and bring it into somebody's homes. And again, people's screens at homes are 80 inches, hundred inches. Now. I mean, I saw Facebook videos of, uh, people, um, you know, doing full on theater experiences, printing out tickets, doing selling candy at, at their, at, you know, or, or not selling, but giving away candy. Like it was a concession stand. It's on the I side of their garage of projecting it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think all of that. I just, I think, this is Disney Plus has in, Disney has invested in the service Disney Plus, and they have got such a catalog, a back catalog of these shows, be it Beauty and the Beast, Frozen 2, which is officially left. I mean, Frozen 2 is not coming back to Broadway, not Frozen 2, but Frozen, the, the show has not, is not coming back to Broadway. That would be a prime one if they actually videoed it to be able to get that onto Disney Plus. Think about the subscribers. I'm that sure that they have Plus. videotaped every single one of these things. I, I would have imagine it. so. I would imagine. I would love to see Aladdin. Open the yeah, vault, Disney. Yeah, and this is like <laughs> that would be a great way. And, and the thing is, it's, it's they're the only ones who can do it. Mm-hmm. They are the only ones because it's their intellectual property. It's their IP. So, well, I cannot believe we went forty minutes, folks. That is absolutely insane. And I think we could probably go another forty minutes if we tried. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But uh, no, I mean, we really want to hear from you guys. I mean, get onto our Facebook page or, you know, Matt's going to go over how to get a hold of us here in a second. You know, what were your thoughts on Hamilton? Did you agree with our assessment? Did we miss something? Was it glaring? You know, there's so much to talk about here. But to be caught in this moment, this this the zeitgeist really of what is going on on the tip of people's tongues. It's an exciting moment. And, And I say this in all honesty. The last four months have sucked. <laughs> like it, it has been a rough four months, and I think this was one of those things that could just for three hours get people's minds off of sickness and you know people, you know all the stuff with COVID. Gave them a chance to focus elsewhere, so that when they do reset, they're much more clear-headed about how we pursue going forward. And I just, I think it was, I think it was a, a perfect timing on Disney's part to do it. I Definitely. Really and over the holiday weekend. So, Matt, uh, how do they get a hold of us? You can email us, beersandears1928 at gmail.com. 
Facebook group, Casey mentioned, Beers and Ears podcast, public group, free to join. Uh, uh, hop on in. We got lots of memes and uh, fun and fun articles and things like that. Uh, Twitter and Instagram, Beers Ears 1928. Uh, we're definitely building our community on there, so we like that. We, we got we have a small but active community on each of those platforms. And as always, rate and review us. Five stars, five stars. We love uh, when you uh, rate and review us. And new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. And Casey, I think at this point we got to thank our guests. Yeah, I was going to say, I want to say thank you to our master friend of the pod, the wonderful, the lovely Miss Amy Birchman for yet again coming on to share a little bit of her nerdum. So thank you, Amy. (laughs) My pleasure. Lee, you have got uh, a voice for for radio. You really do. You got that personality, uh, girl. So I appreciate you being out with us too, and just the uh, to share kind of your thoughts and your beliefs about um, you know about the theater and kind of what Hamilton meant for you too. So thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I really had a good time. I'm glad you did. I was. It was a. It was a good conversation. So let's raise our glasses, everybody. This one has been on us. Thank you all for joining us today. And in the words of the king, da 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 All right, guys. Have a wonderful rest of your day. We'll see you real soon. Bye, everyone. We'll be back like before. I will fight the fight and win the war. For your love, for your praise. And I'll love you till my dying days When you're gone, I'll go mad So don't throw away this thing we heard Cause when push comes to shove I will kill your friends and family To remind you of my love Da-da-da-da-da Da 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 da